0: morning. It's from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. What did you think of the wedding the other day? Was that pretty good? I thought it was excellent. Did you? Do you know, I, I, it made me proud actually. I'm proud to be British. I, don't, I just thought everything seemed so good. It was wonderful. And, and, uh, and to see a young couple so in love. And the message of Jesus that was proclaimed, uh, the gospel message, it was wonderful. And, um, yeah, if you haven't seen it or heard of it, sit down and listen to it. It's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. God's Spirit seemed to be over the whole event. It was wonderful. Uh, this is entitled in my Bible, Treasures in Joseph of Clay. Therefore... Since, through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show That this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. Think about that. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Paul wanted it to be quite clear when he wrote these words that the treasure that we have within us, that all surpassing power, is not from us. It wasn't from Paul. It was from God. A wonderful gift from God. I um I was re- I want to read this to you. This is from a, a, an extract from a book by Watchman Nee. And uh, and it's entitled, The Treasure Manifested in Earthen Vessels. It's quite easy to follow, I think. Many people, it's kind of like sets to scene. many people have a concept of an ideal Christian. <coughs> Please remember that this ideal was created by us and not by God. We think we know how a Christian should be. That kind of ideal Christian does not exist, nor does God want us to be such. Here we meet an earthen vessel. But the special characteristic of this earthen vessel is that a treasure has been put inside it. The treasure transcends and overshadows the earthen vessel and manifests itself... From within the vessel. This is the God that was in Paul. That was working through him. Jesus Christ manifested himself through Paul. As he went about preaching and teaching. And people being healed. Paul was an ordinary man. You know we read in the Bible it says. Elijah was an ordinary man. Paul was just an ordinary man. Peter. The disciple was just an ordinary man. A fisherman. We read about in the disciples it says. An unschooled unschooled men just like me just perhaps like you ordinary people and this is the meaning of Christianity and of being a Christian in Paul we see a man who was afraid yet strong he was troubled in his heart yet had hope he was surrounded by enemies yet was not captured although he met with persecution he did not feel rejected or cast aside he seemingly was knocked down but he did not die we see his weakness but when he was weak he was powerful We see him bearing bearing about in the body the putting to death of Jesus. But the life of Jesus was manifested in his body. We see him being slandered, but he had a good name. He seemingly led others astray, but he was honest. He seemingly was not famous, but everyone knew him. He seemingly was about to die, but he lived. He seemingly was punished, but not unto death. He seemingly was sad, but he always rejoiced. He seemingly was poor, but he made many rich. He seemingly had nothing, but he had everything. This is a real Christian. This is true Christianity. A Christian is a person in whom there is a basic but harmonious paradox. Christianity means having a life in which there is an incomprehensible Spiritual paradox. God gives us this paradox. Some people think, some people think that there is only a treasure but not an earthen vessel. Others think that the earthen vessel presents them from going on. Human thought is always so extreme. We think it would be ideal just having the treasure. We think that the earthen vessel prevents us from going on. Before God, however, We see a treasure placed in earthen vessels. The earthen vessel is not destroyed and it does not frustrate anything. The treasure is in the earthen vessel. See, I couldn't have put that into the words like this guy put that into words. But you get the idea. The Apostle Paul who wrote these words was quite clear. That the treasure within him was of God. All surpassing power. And it's this treasure that I want us to think about this morning. And I have some pictures just to uh, move along with this. And first of all, we've got a picture of an earthen vessel. Um, basically, it's a pot. A vessel. And um, you wouldn't normally put treasure in something like that, would you? might put plants in it. You wouldn't normally put treasure in something like that. And Paul's not really talking about this type of an earthen vessel, he's talking about this, this type of an earthen vessel, the body, your body, my body. You know, God stooped down in the in Genesis and he picked some soil up and he fashioned it into the form of a man and he breathed on it and the man became a man. He lived. And God... Created the earthen vessel that you and I wander around in, in life, we get about in. Some, some not brilliant, some okay. Troublesome sometimes, great sometimes, but earthen vessels. Our next picture. Who likes the flowering cherry trees? I kind of just threw this in I'll tell you the reason why I put this in. I love flowering cherry trees, okay? I think the pink blossom is absolutely amazing. But probably two months before this was this photo was taken, it was taken two weeks ago, two months before that, you wouldn't see any blossom, you'd just see a a tree that looked dead. And and it reminded me of the treasure that is within creation. You know, like through winter, everything seems to die and it closes up. But locked in each piece, locked in everything that God's created is a treasure. And locked in this tree was this beautiful... Flowering and cherry, blossom. And locked in each one of you and me is something of purpose and something that God can take and something that God can use if you would just allow him to do. And so that's a treasure in, in creation. This next picture, I want to tell you a little bit of a story about this one. When we were in India, this young girl it was very difficult to see unfortunately. The girl in the blue at this side, she is a very very poor girl, I mean poor in sense of wealth, she lives in a very poor house, they have no money, she is, they call them uh, like the untouchables, no one speaks to them and they feel really like they're not able to speak to any of us, it's really that sort of a, a situation. And Donna, uh, what we were doing here, it's difficult to see, we're presenting them Bibles, there was around about just under a 100 people got baptised, and this girl got baptised. And after she'd been baptised, she was shining, and you could see there was something in her. And Donna said, look at her there, she said, I'm going to go and pray with her, but not more than that, she said, I'm going to get her to pray with me. And so Donna went up to this girl. And um, all the week that we'd been going to churches, what God had been doing had been touching people, and people had been falling over. Don't know why that happens. It happens. People fall over in the Spirit for some reason. Not sure why. So I'd said to Donna, Donna, this has never happened to you. Why don't you go forward for, for prayer? Go forward. No, no, no. She said, No. Well, why not? Well, I'm scared. I don't want to do. It's going to be all right. No, Peter, will you, will you not push it. Okay, right, I won't say anything else. So. She, so we end up at this church. This late girl's been baptised and Donna saw something in her. And she went up and Donna took her hand and she put it on her head like this and said, you pray for me. The girl said, no, no, no. Wouldn't pray for her. No, no. Said, you pray for me. Donna closed her eyes and put her head down. So and I'm watching this and this girl just put her head down and started speaking in Telugu. And the Spirit of God just came through her and knocked Donna flying on the floor. It was so funny. The Spirit of God just came upon her and just, what can I say? I didn't understand it, but but she was laughing. The joy of the Lord filled her. It was amazing that this treasure within this girl that God had placed was then imparted through her and given out into Donna. This treasure is for sharing. And I want you to consider that That the treasure within each one of us That God's put in us Is for sharing This next picture Is a picture of a church That um, you Don't look like a church We were speaking on a Sunday morning And the pastor said We're going to speak in this church Now as I'm walking up this field Towards this church I'm thinking What's this? A church And I must admit Let me be honest Okay I'm human I thought This, is, this isn't this is a church what do I want to be speaking in here for? And I was a little bit disappointed, don't know why. Maybe it's the uh, pride in me. The ego trip, all that sort of stuff. I think we all have it. And, uh, and I'm walking up to this church, you see, and I thought, oh, only an handful of people. Um, and uh, we took our shoes off and went inside. And if I told you that this place, this earthen vessel, okay, as it looked when you walked inside the treasure of the presence of God was so extreme I have never experienced it ever before. It was just it was just like walking into the throne room of heaven. I could only imagine what it must be like. And you can only imagine what it must be like from me telling you. It was just amazing and God's presence was just awesome. And whilst we were whilst we were in there and sharing uh the love of God and um God's spirit just moved and this next picture, what he got there is, is a lady and a child and this is a lady holding her child, it's a mother and a, and a young toddler and we were just speaking and then we stopped and we, we, we didn't do anything and the spirit of God just things started to happen and somebody over here started jumping up and down and speaking in tongues and they were scared, they didn't know what it was and we had to explain to them what it was, somebody else came up, I've just been healed. And somebody else had been healed. And, and we're thinking, whoa, what, this was incredible. And then all, and then uh, a little bit later, people came forward to prayer. And we prayed for this lady. And the Spirit of God just came upon her. And she just fell down, rested in the presence of God. But the thing is, and I'd never seen this before, so did the child. And they both just was there. You know, sometimes you can think like adults, but children, it's a little bit different. And this child was just led there also, and both of them, it was just out of the presence of God, this treasure of God. And what I'm trying to uh, explain to you, I get across to you this morning, is that God is an awesome, amazing God. God is real. God heals. God touches people. God is an awesome God, and he wants to touch you today, and he wants to touch me. This next picture uh, have a crusade, again the pitch is not great there was over 100,000 people there that just goes way back that crowd just goes right the way back I've never seen as many people and um, and these people came to a crusade and again we prayed and God just healed and, and I was amazed and what I'm trying to say is look I am just an earthen vessel okay and I am somebody with attitudes sometimes and I am a normal person. Well, ish, normal, ish. And and um God, for some amazing reason, used me. And I don't know why. But he used me and I didn't even realise he was using me, and this isn't to build me up because I was this is I'm just an ordinary guy. This is the treasure or the power of God within me that God put in me, this treasure in me. And each of us has got treasure we've all got treasure, all of us, all of us have a treasure that God has put inside us. And uh, I just want to read, now, when we came home from India, the pastor was saying that the many people got healed. And so I said, well, that's okay, I'm in England now, and who got healed? Do you know? Who got healed? I didn't, you know, do you know what I mean? And so they went round, and, and they went to various pastors and various villages that were there. And I've got a sheet of ear of a, an email that the pastor sent from a village called Cordovali. It says, healed from severe back pain, healed from joint and neck pains, healed from severe cough and lung problems. There are many minor healings that have happened in, women, in the women's conference. And this was a report given by the Reverend Babu. Uh, ...from the Lutheran church. There was another one... ...that uh, uh, another village... ...healed from stomach pain... ...healed from breast pain and lung infections... ...healed from asthma... ...healed from heart pain... ...and it goes on... ...another village healed from eye cataracts... ...healed from complete blindness... ...and it goes on... ...and this is a list of healings... ...and if you want to look at it... ...you can read it after... ...because this God... ...that we worship... ...that you worship and I worship through Jesus Christ he connects with us and people are healed this is this is less than two years ago this isn't what we read in the Bible where we say well that was 2,000 years ago no, no this isn't 2,000 years ago this is today this happens this happens and how does it happen? Not, not because of me and not because of you how does it happen? because of the treasure that God has put in each one of us and God wants you to realise there is a treasure inside us. And I was thinking about this treasure. And um, okay, we're treasures in jars of clay. And what I read right at the beginning was that Paul. Is like clay and he's like, acting he's trying to balance that it's both as a paradox between the two. We experience it, don't we? Sometimes we're in, in the natural and sometimes we're in the spiritual. Do you feel that? I feel that sometimes. Where it's just really strange. The two, the two seem to clash and they don't seem to work. They don't seem to gel together that well because it, it, it's just odd how it, how it happens. I don't know if that's your experience. But um, why do we not always see the treasure? And I was talking to the Lord. Why do we not always see the treasure? And, he, and quite clearly he said because we spend too much time looking at the clay. And I want you to think about this, that this morning. We spend too much time looking at the clay. What is clay? Clay is anything that hinders you from allowing the treasure to come forward. We have this treasure, and some of us, our treasures buried. The treasure that God's put within us, we've buried it. We've buried it through exp- uh, experiences that haven't been great. We've buried it through unforgiveness. We've buried it for all, all sorts of reasons, maybe uh, bad habits that we have. Maybe, I don't know, many, many reasons why we can bury this treasure. And God wants to say to you this morning, listen, you've got a treasure and you need to let it come forward. You need to confess you need to say, Father, would you remove this unforgiveness? Would you help me with it? Because there's treasure in me and I know it's stopping me from going. We bury it with unbelief. We bury it with no time. I've no time to do this. Go and, go and speak to the, the Lord says, go and speak to that lady in the shop and tell her that I love you. Yeah, but Lord, I've no time because I'm going to be late for work. We've no time. We bury it in things. That's just a simple, simple example. God says that you and you and you... We all have treasure. We all have treasure. Why do we bury it? Why? Why do we allow this clay vessel to bury the treasure that God's put within each one of us? And God's saying, why do you do it? Why don't you just trust me? Why don't you step forward? Why don't you say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. You've put me, you've put a treasure within me. And then start stepping out in faith. Start praying for people for healing. Start praying. Start praying for people for a job, if they've no job. Start encouraging people. Start encouraging people to encourage other people. Start encouraging people to tell others about Jesus. Just start doing it. Start encouraging people to read the Bible. Let's get shut of this clay, this buried treasure that we're burying. Let's get shut of the clay that's burying it. And let this treasure shine. This is what we've got to do. And I know it can't be all treasure. We read that right at the start and Paul experienced that. And some of us, because of our circumstances, it's all clay and very little treasure. And what God wants us to do is he wants to say, Father, allow that treasure that you've put within me to come forward. And I want you to consider doing that for your situation, wherever you are today. I want you to consider allowing that treasure to come forward Ask God to help you. Ask God to, to guide you through the difficult circumstances that you have in life. Ask God and trust. God sends a treasure. It's wonderful. God just loves each one of us so much. He loves each one of us so much. And you know the strange thing? He can't do it without us. How bad's that? That's a paradox. God can't do this thing without us. God's kingdom will not grow if if we don't make ourselves available to be used. It won't happen. It won't happen. So then you've got the big question, what if? This question came real aloud. What if? Peter, I thought, okay. Well, what if I had never become a Christian? How many people whose lives have been touched through me, through this treasure... Me, on the odd occasion, every now and again, maybe over the last 27 years... ...the treasure somehow has surfaced and it's been used... ...and somebody's gotten hold of it and they've accepted Jesus or they've been healed. What if I never did that? No, what if? What if you had never answered the call of God to run that that church and and do that church... ...and lead the church down where you are and all those lives that are being led? Edmund, what if you had never accepted Jesus Christ... As a VAT officer, all them years, all those seeds, you've thought, what if you had never done that? Michael, what if you'd never wrote a song? What if? How many people would have missed out on the blessing? Do you see what I'm saying? All these what ifs. What if you haven't done these things? And what I want you to realise is that there's still a whole lot of what ifs in your life and in my life. And God says, don't not do it because of the what ifs. Just do it. Step out in faith. Because there's so many what-ifs in your life. What if I'd never started a business? What if that had never happened? There'd be people throughout the last 25 years who wouldn't have had um, support money for their families. I never saw it like this before. Please, please don't see me building myself up. I'm not. And I'm trying not to build any of you up. I'm trying to say to you that you each have a treasure. What if you never stepped out in faith? What if, Steve, you never pray for anyone else for healing? Nobody will ever get healed through you if you never do it. What if? Do you see what I'm saying? And God wants you to be men and women, people, and me as well. To say, use me, Lord. There's a treasure in me, there's a treasure in you. Use me, Lord. This last picture... I kind of like this. it's a shame that they writing didn't come out, I, could have, I should have put it in white, I'm going to read it, it's from John chapter 7 verse 38, and it's Jesus and he says this, whoever believes in me, streams of living water will flow from within. Imagine within yourself, the jar of clay, that that is you, and within you there's all this living water that's flowing within you around, it's a great picture of that, when I saw that I thought that was brilliant. That within each one of us, the Spirit of God is just... It's like a spring waiting to bubble forth. Bubbling over like this in and around and inside us. And God wants it to bubble up and overflow to those around us. Because if you don't ever tell anyone that Jesus Christ loves them, that God loves them, that they can be healed, if none of us ever tell anyone, they're not going to hear. Not from any of us. And, and it's a gospel message. It's the gospel message. What if? What if we never turn? It's a challenge. It's a challenge, okay? But I don't want it to be a challenge, a painful challenge. I want it to be a challenge of excitement and a challenge of possibilities. So I wonder if you'll take up the challenge this day. Of all the what ifs, that tomorrow or the day after the opportunity will come and you might pray for somebody. And remember, it's not down to you. I couldn't heal anyone. I prayed for people in India but it was nothing to do with me. I couldn't believe it. And I was doing it. And I couldn't believe it. And I was there and saw it and I still struggled to believe it. So it's not me, you know. So we, can, so we, we, we worship and we serve a God that heals. And, uh, and as I was preparing for this, God was really saying to me that That he's a God that wants to heal. And I don't know where you are this morning. But I want to invite you for prayer. Right now. Right now. If you want a healing touch from God. I want to just ask you to come forward. Just come forward. Just you and God will pray for you. Just give you this opportunity. And then we're going to go into communion.